Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Hi, friends. My name is Brenda, and I'm glad you've joined me for our podcast, Walk with God. Ever since I was a young girl, I've taken time to reflect on the significance of this particular week. We often refer to it as Holy Week, and it includes Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then Easter Sunday. Well, in today's podcast, we will look at one of my favorite names of God, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. The McCord family loaded the car on December 25th. 1991, and we began our journey from the Philadelphia suburbs to the city of Dallas, Texas. We knew the Lord was calling us to attend Dallas Theological Seminary. Our three boys were ages eight, seven, and four. We had rented a house for six months, and although we'd submitted applications for work and even had several interviews, neither of us had found a job yet. But we believed we'd saved enough money to pay Walt's tuition for one year. When we arrived in Texas, we continued to interview for jobs and worked several part-time jobs. And over Four months, we continued to ask the Lord to provide a full-time position that would pay our living expenses and health insurance for our family. Well, finally, at the end of April, I was interviewed and then offered an amazing position with Dallas Seminary Foundation. We had reached the end of our savings, and the Lord in his perfect timing, provided for our family. I invite you to open your Bible and look at Genesis 22, verses 1 to 14. These verses will disclose a very specific test in the life of Abraham. Look at verse 1 with me. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Look at the words after these things. We should ask ourselves the question, what things? And we go back and look at Genesis chapter 21 and we see Isaac was born Tension grows between Sarah and Hagar, and Abraham has made an important covenant with Abimelech at Beersheba. But now let's read Genesis 21, verse 34. And Abraham sojourned in the land of the Philistines for many days. Time has passed. And If you didn't know this, as time passes, we all grow older. Isaac is older. Abraham is older. And then in Genesis 22, verse 2, God has some very clear instructions for Abraham. Take now your son. By the way, 
He's your only son. And yes, he's the son you love. And just so you don't take the wrong son, not Ishmael, his name is Isaac. God is very clear to Abraham who is to take this journey with him. And then God says, go to the land of Moriah. That's Mount Zion. That's Temple Mount, as we know in Jerusalem today. Offer him there as a burnt offering on the mountain, I will tell you. Wow, that verse is packed. A personal conversation, God's clear instructions to Abraham You are to sacrifice your son. Reading from Tony Evans' book, The Power of God's Name, we read this. If you're alive, you cannot escape life's trials. You are either in a trial now, you've just come out of a trial, or you're getting ready to go into a trial. Trials are unavoidable realities of life. The interesting thing about verses 1 and 2 in Genesis chapter 22 is that we are told specifically that God tested Abraham. This is a test, and God has given clear instructions. Well, what's Abraham's response? We see in verses 3 and 4 that Abraham will obey God's instructions. It says, Abraham rose early. He saddled his donkey. He took two of his young men, his servant men with him and Isaac, his son. He split wood for the burnt offering and he arose and went to the place God had told him. Abraham is obedient. He is focused on God. He is disciplined and Abraham is old. Believe me, (laughs) Abraham has made many wrong choices in the earlier years of his life and he still struggled with his sin nature, obedience, and trust. I wonder how he was able to at this time in his life, to respond so immediately to God. He heard God's instructions. He asks no questions. He didn't go to Sarah and ask for her advice. He didn't seek the input from any other people around him. No, he knew God was specifically dealing with him. This was a conversation between God and Abraham. God had specifically called his name emphatically, Abraham. Well, in verse 5, Abraham has journeyed now with the two men, the young men, and with Isaac. And the scripture tells us that they have arrived at the place And he says to the young men, stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. We will worship and return to you. You know, Abraham 
had previous conversations with God. God had told him, you shall be a great nation. He had told him, no, that nation will come through your son, Isaac. And Abraham, in faith, holding on to God's promise, says, we will worship over there and return to you. Abraham believed God had a plan, an arrangement, and perhaps another provision for this burnt offering. He tells his young men, we will return to you after we worship. Well, it's interesting in verse 6, Abraham and Isaac have now left the two young men behind with the donkey, and Abraham puts the wood on his son Isaac, who we believe at by this time now is a teenager. Isaac carried the wood. Abraham carried the fire stick and the knife. Those are details that God wants us to see. This is the real deal. Look at this. Isaac, the son, carried the heavy burden. He carried the burden. The father carried the knife. Abraham was walking in obedience to the Lord, believing every step of the way that God was going to provide. And how do I know this is true? Because they walked together and he said, we will worship and return. I love this statement. The two of them walked together. Father and son walked together to the place of sacrifice. And in verse seven, the son says, Father. And the father answers, here I am, my son. He asks the question, behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? (laughs) And Abraham in faith believing, says God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And then the statement is repeated again after the son's question. So the two of them walked on together, father and son walked together to the place of sacrifice. This is an amazing story for us to ponder and to think about during this week of Holy Week, that the father and son walk together. And as we continue, we see in 9 and 10, they arrived at the place where God had sent them. Abraham built the altar He arranged the wood and then his teenage son, he bound Isaac and then he laid him on the altar. And I want us to think about a teenage son being willing for his father, 100 years old, to tie him up, bind him and to then lay him on the altar Isaac knew what happens 
when you're laid on an altar with wood arranged and his father holding on to the fire and the knife. And that son was willing to be put in that place of sacrifice. Abraham then stretched out his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. As we even pause there, we get the impact of what is taking place. And I just see as we come into verse 11, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven. He stayed his hand as Abraham's hand was back with that knife in it. And he calls Abraham, Abraham. (laughs) And once again, Abraham answers, here I am. Do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now, I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Friends, I hope that as you consider these 14 verses, it is a picture and a reflection of what Jesus was willing to do for us on the cross at Calvary. Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and there caught in the thicket was a ram. Abraham took the ram, and he offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. And then verse 14, Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide in the mount of the Lord, it will be provided Jehovah Jireh, such a beautiful name for God that he provides, he provides for us. And when I pause and I take time to think about the Lord, our provider, I'm drawn back to those early months in 1992. We moved to Dallas, Texas, and we believed with all our hearts, God was calling us to attend seminary. We took our three sons, some earthly goods and clothing, but we had no idea how God would provide for our financial needs. And during those months and years, We watched the Lord, Jehovah Jireh, provide for our family in amazing and unusual ways. I want to encourage each of you to take some time and remember a specific season or even over the years of your life when God provided for you. He truly is the Lord who provides for you and for me. And as we praise Jehovah Jireh for the attributes and characteristics we know to be true, we must include that he is sovereign. You know, he's in control and he has a plan for his glory and for our good. Remember, he 
was able to produce the sacrificial ram at the right time in the right spot for his perfect plan. And remember that our God is personal. He wants a relationship, a personal relationship with each of us. God will test our faith. He will test us. Hebrews eleven seventeen. He tests us not to trip us up or cause us to fail or fall, but to prove our faith, our trust in him alone. We know that God is omnipresent. He walked every step of the way with Abram and Isaac. He's loving and compassionate. God knew. <laughs> yes, he understood how much his only son meant to Abraham. And God did not allow Abraham's son to be harmed. God is the provider. He provided that sacrificial lamb. He was there in the thicket. God is worthy of our sacrificial worship. We will worship and return to you. You know, I ask myself, what precious thing is God asking me to hold loosely, lest it interfere with my relationship with him? I'd encourage you to make a list of ways that God's provided for you, and then use that list to praise and worship, thanking Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides And how does this story help us understand the magnitude of the Heavenly Father's sacrifice of His only Son to provide for our personal sin, to pay that penalty for my sin, for your sin? I have to admit, the study of this passage of Scripture has really touched my heart this week. As I've reflected on Abraham's response, as I think about Isaac and how he followed his father's instructions and was obedient as a son, and I'm reminded of my need to remember the many ways Jehovah Jireh has provided for me in my life. I hope that each of us will take time to remember the significant cost and sacrifice God the Father made in order to provide the gift of our eternal salvation. Jesus, God's Son, obeyed his Father, and he was willing to become the sacrificial lamb for you and for me. All praise, worship, and honor belongs to him. Jehovah Jireh. Over the past seven weeks, we've talked about the importance of understanding God's names, and we've studied some specific names of God, Elohim, Jehovah, Adonai, Jehovah Saba, Jehovah Roy, and today Jehovah Jireh. And I'm looking forward to a new series of study that will be in the coming weeks. It's my prayer that each day we will open the pages of our Bibles, study His Word, and continue to faithfully walk with God. 
Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for the Awakening in America and Outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.